0: Welcome back to the Dad the Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we're back at it again, and our Christmas movie throwdown is over. We have yes, final results, is. don't we? Well, that
1: was fun, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I know I was one of those ones that was on know, edge of my seat, watching it every day, looking at it, sharing things, kind of pushing people along to share it amongst their page.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so and people turned out this time around. too. I think we had the most votes that we've had thus far in into a single uh, matchup here. People came out.
1: Yeah, we we had 52 total votes I mean amongst yeah, you know, these two movies here which it got kind of polarizing for a while. I thought we were almost going to have like a a kind of an upset because I I feel almost if Home Alone would have beaten National Lampoon, it would have been kind of an upset, but it be a bit of a one beating a one. So I mean, right. we're kind of It wouldn't have been dramatic, but I kind of see nationally, and I think you kind of are down the same lines here, that uh, that was kind of the odds-on
0: favorite out the gate. Yeah, it is a must-watch for me every year, but, uh, you know, crazy enough this year, you know, sometimes it just falls where you get so busy, you know, with work and then trying to cram all the holiday stuff, and you try to watch these things but uh like i was just telling you i just watched the uh jim carrey version of the grinch all the way through and i hate that movie (laughs) and yet somehow i haven't watched christmas vacation yet so it just kind of falls year to year like what actually ends up you know kind of coming on the tv uh
1: christmas vacation is a good one to go ahead and have on once the kids are in bed on christmas eve and you go ahead and you're finishing up and you're having a glass of wine or a drink you know with your loved one and just kind of have it on in the background because then you can not be paying attention, and all of a sudden you can look at it, and you may space of that drink
0: over there. Yeah, Melike Maka is playing, and you're like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Must pay attention. Yeah. Can't or see you, the line, can you, Russ? Can't, can't see the <laughs> eyes the, the next one coming line.
1: I can't see the line. <laughs> you go over there and punch that guy right in the face. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, if we're looking at it here, the uh, National Lampoon beat Home Alone. Uh, it was uh, 54% to 46 so very close. I mean, we're looking at a four-vote difference from having – Basically a tie on this. So it was uh, twenty-eight votes for National Lampoon, twenty-four votes for uh, Home Alone, and uh, I've already seen some uproar. They did not like the result in this. <laughs> well, it was—I mean, it was split, right? It was—it was pretty close. Yeah. Now um, this is as close as I think some of our results have been. You did not go ahead and galvanize your base enough for those who wanted Home Alone to win. <laughs>
0: I didn't really have a winner because, like I said during the draft, National Lampoons was going to be my number one pick anyway. So, um, you know, I didn't have a favorite. I'm, I'm I'm, actually glad Home Alone did as well as it did throughout the tournament. Uh, but I think uh, the winner is pretty clear.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't argue. Even if Home Alone did win, I wouldn't argue uh, that either. I mean, yeah, that's I wouldn't a, either. Yeah, it's, it's one of my, my go-tos as well. So it depends on... Depends on who's in the living room on what movie I'm watching. This the ended kids up, are still up. It's Home Alone.
0: Yeah, this ended up being a Home Alone Christmas for me. Ended up, you know, showing my daughter the two movies, and she's been playing them both on repeat. So Home Alone's kind of been <laughs> the winner here in this household anyway.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and we were actually uh, driving down to Ninja tonight for Zach for his class, and uh, the song from Home Alone starts playing, and he goes in the back because I must defend this house. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, you like I said, we can't go wrong. This this was amazing, guys. I mean, this was fun. Uh, everyone turned out every round. There was not a disappointing vote on any of them. Everyone kind of got out there and, and participated with us. So for us to say, you know what, National Lampoon won this, it shows you know you guys are actually uh, participating and having a good time with us. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Thanks for voting. We've talked a lot about the Christmas movies here. The real reason me and Sean want to sit here is uh, what we really want to talk about. But uh, I'm gonna pre I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there now. Spoiler alert. Yeah. If you have not seen Rise of Skywalker and you intend on seeing it, shut us off now because we're going to be talking basically Star Wars from, from here on out. If it's the video games, where they're going, the books, uh, everything. Episode nine. Isn't? Yeah. Yeah. Episode nine. Yeah. Th- there's going to be no way we're going to be able to uh, not spoil this movie for you. So uh, shut us off and then come back.
0: Yeah, we're actually a little late to the party, man. I saw uh, people starting to make YouTube videos reviewing the movie, like, on Friday.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I have issues about that. Yeah. I mean, give me a minute. Like, me and you went and seen it Friday evening. Yeah. That's not late. That's Friday. That's opening weekend night. I mean, in theory. I mean, I guess they come out Thursday now. Right. But I couldn't even open my Facebook page without just junk all over the place where I just couldn't, couldn't avoid it. So I had to shut my phone off and leave it alone. Which is impossible for me because I'm addicted to thing. Yeah, me too. But uh, they were ruined they were, they were almost ruining it for me when I hadn't even had a chance to see it when we had opening night, you know, tickets.
0: Right. Uh, so be wary out there if you haven't seen it yet. I'm sure you've probably already have been trying to avoid as as many of the spoilers that are out there as possible. But uh, but yeah, Chris and I will be talking about the movie in detail. Uh, not kind of a uh, not a play by play, but we'll be giving kind of our overall thoughts.
1: Okay, so let's just jump into it. I mean, we we go in, and we pretty much know where they're laying. We I mean, we know that they're they're pretty much you know, down pretty thin. They're downtrodden. They're trying to figure out what's going on. And and this one here, basically, you, they didn't tell us how much time was in between. Yeah, but, but we know there's something going on now. Race training with Leia, which uh, I think a lot of people have some issues with because when did Leia become you know a mass, a Jedi master, or when can she learn how to train? But they also get into the they're hunting for Palpatine. They hear his voice. They they know he's out there, which is a pretty big development in this in this world here because you know Palpatine's always been the big baddie in the whole Star Wars world.
0: Yeah, the crawl opens up with uh, the dead speak exclamation point. That's the first thing you see after you know Star Wars and Episode Nine, and and the crawl kind of rises up into the stars. Um, as you know, Palpatine being in this movie, we were aware of that thing. Um, that that was a plot point way back in Star Wars Celebration, I think it was, um, where Ian McDiarmid came out on stage and told him to roll the the first trailer. Um, so that was always the assumption. But uh, well, he wouldn't have been there without
1: them, you know, him being in it in some manner. Yeah. So I mean, that kind of him being there kind of gave that
0: uh, gave that up. Do you think that that was the plan all along for these three films to have the last film have Palpatine back in it?
1: I don't. Honestly, I I don't feel like that was the way they were going. I almost feel like they the Last Jedi almost did so didn't do as well as they wanted it to. That if they brought back a a character that could kind of fix that or bring people back and put people's butts back in the chairs, just because hey, what's happening to try to hit that you that big you know opening weekend, right? uh, it almost feels like it was a money grab, a money plot point to see. Because I mean, his character in the long haul in the movie itself was was thrown away. There was really there was not a whole lot to do with his character because Ray and you know Kylo could have had the exact same interaction with or without Palpatine there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that way too And it's uh, it's a little tough because Palpatine Is actually one of my favorite parts of the Prequel trilogy and the original trilogy In Return of the Jedi I mean, Ian McDiarmid's uh, portrayal As uh, Sheev Palpatine He just, like, he chews up the scenery He, you know, he savors Every word that comes out of his mouth And, uh, I mean, he's totally Memeable, right? I mean, do it! <laughs> like, that's uh, All over the place now, people love Palpatine and uh, I don't, I just don't think, uh, in this movie, I don't think he did anything, and I don't think it was his fault as an actor, but there wasn't much for him to do besides just kind of, uh, you know, be hung up on that that rod or whatever the hell he was hanging from throughout the entirety of the movie. Yeah, he had something like
1: wired into his back, and it was kind of like, it was like moving him around, but, yeah, not not a good line. I mean, I think there was maybe one time it, it looked like maybe he wasn't attached to anything, he was just kind of standing there, but...
0: Yeah, after he uh drained the life force from both of them, then he was back full palpatine. He had he, somehow miraculously his even his robes looked better. <laughs> they had some red ornate stitching afterwards. Um I don't know I didn't know the force could be a seamstress too, but uh almost like Elsa. Somehow Elsa made a dress out of her ice powers, right? <laughs> I was just thinking he was talking to the Winterford sisters. so
1: <laughs> that aside, I mean that that's even a small grape of mine. So I, I kinda like seeing I like the idea. That you know he's been there. He's been kind of doing his thing because in the Star Wars world, if you don't physically see them die, they they may not be dead. I mean, yeah. we learn we learn that from Darth Maul. If anyone knows anything about the Clone Wars series and everything, uh, Maul didn't die when he got chopped in half. He lived on. I mean, he kind of had like a robotic you know spider body, and then he kind of he fit, they fixed him up so he was more humanoid, but he was droid from basically waist down from that point. And when we didn't see Palpatine die, now none of us thought this when at the end of a uh, Jedi, right. that we were like, oh, you know, he, he he may live. I mean, what's going on? And that I mean that basically spawns on to you know things that we're talking, you know, other movies. If we didn't see him die, uh, or may we see him again? So
0: yeah, the state of Star Wars currently, I, I mean, I think they're in a position where they are accounting for the fans of Star Wars and the viewers of Star Wars to want to read the ancillary material the comics the novels watch the the tv shows um i mean when darth maul came back at the end of solo uh people were like huh what didn't he die in the phantom menace wait when did this take place again like it really confused the general public Mm -hmm. and you know if like you said if you're a uh, more of a hardcore star wars fan who watched rebels that didn't confuse you at all. You were like, "Oh snap! Maul was head of the uh, Black Sun for a while. Oh, that's cool, <laughs> right?" Yeah. And you, it just you were just like into it, and you're like accepted it. And I feel the same way about Palpatine. Like I know in my head, after reading the aftermath novels after knowing the the past Legends novels about Palpatine cloning himself and coming back, like, I was prepped for this, right? Like, um, I figured that this, especially when Ian McDermott came out on stage, I knew that this was going to be a thing, and I didn't need uh, a ton of plot points to kind of hold my hand to to tell me how and why Palpatine came back. But at the same time, I can also see why the general public would be like, huh? Like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> and that's the biggest problem
1: because I mean, really, Star Wars is relying on so much material to fill in the holes from the movies. Yeah. the The movies are only going to give you two and a half hours of you know what they can give you. There's always going to be backfiller stories and uh, you know, things that we're not going to know. Right. Uh, what happened in between? You know. Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. I mean, there's a whole book about that by itself. And that even leaves off and there's still space in between that book and the movie. I mean, we found out it, it almost realized too much. Cause I think they've got to find in, in this series here, star Wars in general, pre, you know, Disney and post Disney, they never had a good balance of being able to pull in both the diehards and the casuals. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's always been that diehard group that I've... I never thought I'd ever say this, but I fall into now. Where, oh, absolutely you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Between, you know, all the books... That, I mean, I've, I've read, I think, maybe minus one or two. Every canon book that's come out from Disney, when they basically got rid of the the Legends, and basically built the world anew, Yeah, I've basically been through every one of those books. So there's not a whole lot out there anymore... Uh, that will surprise me. Now, I haven't watched a new cartoon on uh, Disney Channel. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched that either. Yeah, that's the one I'm fuzzy on. Uh, but when it comes to the other series, I'm all there. And I'm actually, I can't wait for another s- series of books coming out uh, by Timothy Zan. He's doing a you know, three more series of, of Thrawn, pre-Empire. So, I mean, I'm pumped about that
0: this universe is so rich with story and possibility i mean people are just eating up the mandalorian like crazy they love it and because i think because it it is a little bit long form it, it's hard to say i mean media in general as a whole it is kind of switching to long form storytelling and the rise of skywalker had a lot of stuff to do in a two and a half hour span and i don't blame jj J. abrams or, or anybody for for doing what they can to um i mean let's face it he reversed some of the stuff that was brought up in the last jedi i mean luke himself you know he he has a force ghost he catches the lightsaber and says how important it is to have for a jedi to have that thing by his side when then the last one he just tossed it over his shoulder yeah. he just disregarded it yeah, so I mean, you know, but I I'm fine with that. I, I I chalk that up to character growth. You know what I mean? Like even after you die and you join the force, there's some things, some lessons you learn. Um, I I don't I don't feel this um, harsh polarization between Episode Eight and Episode Nine the way the Star Wars fandom seems to currently. Um, I well, that's feel- even sketchy.
1: I mean, I don't even know if the Star Wars fandom is what is being portrayed on facebook on you know, on yeah. because if you look at it i mean people keep on pointing towards the rotten tomato score right you know what okay it's got a 56 from the, from the critics who the hell cares it's yeah. got an 86 from the fans who've seen the movie and 86 from fans is a high score i mean yeah, it's not in the 90s but it's a good score
0: yeah That's well, fresh right it. yeah exactly well, and then last time around with The Last Jedi and the Rotten Tomatoes, it was a critical darling, but the the fan reception was a lot lower, so it's almost been reversed this time around, and I don't know if you could chalk that up to just, you know, playing to the fan base or what, but um, I don't know, you know, as far, I don't want to get too, too much into the politics of it all, because honestly, Star Wars is almost one more example of you know this this coke versus pepsi generation this red versus blue generation that we live in now and i don't want to get swept up in that especially with something i love <laughs> yeah
1: yeah well we'll kind of leave that be itself yeah uh, but i mean you look at series like this and i mean one of them that comes to mind is, is another series i really like and it's the uh, lord of the rings series yeah and it's almost like i know with that one there the main storyline with that was the ring being destroyed but by the time we got to that third movie, I no longer cared about the ring. I cared about everything else around All it. All about the characters, yeah. So, I mean, if you can develop these characters and actually make almost make someone care more about the side characters than the main characters, I think you kind of win because you're, you're sucking people into storylines that they didn't know was going to
0: be there. And honestly, I think this sequel trilogy had had a long trek to go from the very beginning i mean you think about it the original trilogy nobody knew anything of star wars you know we had luke han and leia those were the characters we gravitated to we learned all about them and we loved them um and then the prequels you know however you feel about them i mean those prequels were all about anakin obi-wan padme and the rise of palpatine like um, you know, and the 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 hijinks of Jar Jar that people t- to uh, want to forget about, but you said did mean... like that. <laughs> but you know, it's almost the same thing where we had three movies to really get close to the, the Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan and Anakin and, and Padme, and really by the time the third movie came around, you we were totally invested. Like how how was Darth Vader gonna rise? You know, um, but in the sequel trilogy. You wanted to do two things. You wanted to introduce the next generation with these three new characters, you know, Poe. Finn and of course Ray, but also at the same time we've got to pay homage to the old three that we know and love and are still around like of course everybody wants their Han, Luke, and Leia still you know Mark Hamill himself uh, famously last time around he was like god I wish I could have had another scene with Harrison Ford again (laughs) so I mean that was a lot to ask out of out of a trilogy like it was going to be overstuffed and and some characters were going to be you know you were going to be left wanting more out of them. Do you think we needed
1: three more or would have been, say, one would have been fine? Like, I don't think we needed nine movies in the series of Skywalker. I almost think if they did the three prior and then the three that was already there. And I don't know. I don't, I don't think we need it. I almost feel like we could have gotten some storyline out of just having one or maybe two. But not like trying to force feed a whole new story down our throat. Which really wasn't a new story. I mean, we were talking about this a little bit before. This is basically a it's a carbon copy of what Episode Four, Five, and Six were. Yeah. And instead of you know going to Dagobah, we were going to that island, Octo. But uh, it had that dark side, you know, feel to it as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we had the Death Star basically all over again. But it was uh, oh for just, sure. I Star Killer re- Base. Star Killer Base. Thank you. So it was that. So I mean, really, we were, we weren't getting any new. Like story, we were just getting new characters, and I don't think the new characters were something that we really in this world needed because they kind of played that off anywhere and kind of ran with it.
0: Yeah, or maybe not as many new characters. I mean, did we need three new characters to try to focus on just because we had three main characters in the original trilogy? Like maybe it would it would have been just okay to have like just Rey interact with Leia, Han, and Luke. You know, if she was going to be the one to. For the torch is going to be passed on at the end of this movie. You know, maybe we didn't need a Finn or a, um, or a Kylo. But I, I don't know. You know, that being said, it sounds like we're being really critical of this movie and this uh, uh, trilogy. And, you know, we're playing Monday morning quarterback here. And, of course, we're all kind of a society that's spoiled by Marvel movies, which are planned out, you know, 10 movies in advance um this trilogy i don't think really had a concrete plan i think it had an outline that they tried to stick to and and really kind of went back and forth on things um but at the end of the day you know this is star wars and however you feel about it now I know, like a year from now, five years from now, it's just gonna be Star Wars, and you're gonna feel about the rise of Skywalker the same as you do about the prequels, and eventually, like stuff comes back around, and and people love these things. Like you and I were, you're you and I are old enough to remember how badly the prequels were received when they came out in theaters. Yeah, no, wow, oh, yeah, they weren't taken very well at all. No, there were haters, but now you know you have a whole generation where. That was the first Star Wars that they grew up on. You know, they'd go and they'd anticipate the new prequel movie coming out. And then go home and watch the Clone Wars cartoon. Like, the adventures of Anakin and Obi-Wan, like, that's their Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so, I think, it. you know, in a few years it's going to be the same thing.
1: Yeah, no, you're saying, Rick, you sound like we're coming down a little hard on it. But, I mean, there's a lot of things about it I did like. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going into it, and, I mean, the lightsaber battle between Rey and Kylo Ren on the actual Death Star. Yeah. with the, the waves and everything I mean that was spectacular the only thing I remember saying right when we left out of there that it was missing some like music some score something to, to give us you know the the importance of it. Man, yeah. That's weird saying that for a Star, uh, star Wars movie, because usually they're right on top of that.
0: It's really the first time I've ever heard that critique, because honestly, even like The Phantom Menace, like people jam on Duel of the Fates, man, like they've always loved everything John Williams did for these scores, and this score really kind of felt like a greatest hits, like they were just kind of doing reprieves of every single theme that that's ever been in the last, you know, eight movies prior. <laughs> well, you said he's done with Star Wars, so it kind of yeah. makes sense.
1: Once this one was out, he was, uh, he was done with it. So, uh, going along with that, but, I mean, there was that. I mean, there was the uh, uh, the Falcon flying through at the very beginning, flying through, like, some, like, a cavern area, which was, was fun to watch, and then do that, and Chewie freaking out in the, in the cockpit. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot of really good thing. I mean, now, this is something. I w- when I was in the theater, I went, oh, really? We've seen Ewoks. Oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Just a just a moment. Just a moment. Yeah, but it was it was showing love to because we went back to that same region where the Death Star was. So they kind of had to go ahead and give us a little bit. But uh, I mean, all in all, I enjoyed it. I'm gonna see it again. I intend on going back with Zach. Yeah. Uh, we we were gonna do it. Uh, you know, I see it twice this week, this past weekend. But uh, you know, things got in the way and tickets were very very scarce. But uh, next weekend, I intend on taking it back for him to go ahead and see it
0: now you and i when we were walking out of the theater we were both pretty positive i mean we had some minor nitpicks that we were kind of thinking of after you know afterwards but mostly we were just kind of walking on cloud line nine like that was you know that was great you had mentioned the lightsabers i thought every single lightsaber battle in this movie was unique and awesome Like you said, when they were on top of the Death Star with the waves crashing around them, it kind of reminded me of like a reverse elemental of uh, Anakin versus Obi-Wan with the lava crashing around them. Oh, yeah. This time it was water. And even when they were, you know, when Rey and um, Kylo were having their lightsaber battle like through their little force time thing that they were doing. Uh, where they were even in different locations, and yet they were still battling each other. I thought that was cool. Um, did, yeah, what
1: did you think of like the the connection that it has They can be in two different areas, and all of a sudden they're they're one. They can see each other, but they can't see each other as a vi- in like environment. Yeah, which was something a little different, you know, down the lines, which we really didn't see in the past.
0: I'll say as a concept, I, I buy it completely because the force has always been light side, dark side and and two individuals kind of kind of balancing that and that's really where the sequel is pointing to where these two were kind of pulling at both sides of, of the force uh, for for dominance. Um, as a concept, I liked it uh, actually quite a bit. I, I just think it's really kind of difficult to portray that on screen. You need a really talented director to show what's actually happening um, and what those characters are seeing and how they're interacting. I think that was really difficult to pull off. I don't know if they did it well enough in, in this episode, but, um, I mean, I understood it, so I don't know how the general public kind of took it.
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was, a, and they carried that over from uh, from Jet uh, Last Jedi. Yeah. You know, the connection that those two had, but they kept on saying the connection was given to them by Snoke. Or they went ahead and... But then he was gone. So who was connecting? So he really had no connection. So only only thing we can really think of, and I'm not even sure if it was confirmed in the movie or not, but it was actually Palpatine that was actually connecting the two uh, throughout the Force.
0: Yeah. So that's an. I mean, that's another thing. And uh, there are tons of this. Uh, there are tons of things in this movie where it was kind of vague. Um, but I'm assuming because we see Snoke clones in in like big test tube jars, right? Uh, I'm assuming that anytime that we heard Snoke talk in the force awakens or uh the last jedi i mean that was really just uh palpatine using a puppet right yes yeah he was just a puppet oh no i liked i love the idea
1: of palpatine still pulling the strings yeah i do too that's that that's still something that i mean when i first started watching star wars i was you know this i was a hardcore dark side guy
0: <laughs> yeah but i i do like i mean how the force itself was uh was a plot point in this uh sequel trilogy i mean um, you're right, we've talked about this before, you don't realize it as you're watching the prequel uh, trilogy, but, I mean, the Jedi, they weren't, like, these these virtuous good guys either. I mean, they, they had started out that way until they became these warriors. And, I mean, you ask Master Yoda, uh, Jedi aren't supposed to be warriors, right? I mean, they're peacekeepers. Well, and Qui-Gon uh,
1: Jinn's the only one that actually was addressing that within yeah. the prequels.
0: Right. And I think by the by the time Order sixty six rolled through, it was a rude awakening for Yoda and for Obi Wan and that's, you know, part of the reason why they why they disappeared. One, to save their own skin <laughs> and two, because it's like, man, I need to sit and reevaluate this whole force thing. I mean, and by the time and I think it, by extension, that's how um luke was feeling in the last movie he was like look the jedi it's time for the jedi to end we we weren't all that like we were using the force like it was our own and the force snapped back you know what i mean um it's just one of these things where uh yeah they started dealing in absolutes and
1: uh, everyone said only the sith deal in absolutes
0: yeah so and and by the time you get to the sequel trilogy it, it seems as though the the force is truly coming um to to a balance the force is kind of weaving itself back and they don't get into it as much as i thought they would but maybe i think you know when when ray snaps her lone light her own lightsaber at the end and it's a different color than we've really seen before it's a yellow lightsaber uh for any of you folks that that know about how the jedi you know get their different colored uh, lightsabers it has to do with the crystal that they put in it into it and when they actually build the lightsaber the crystal can tell what type of a Jedi they are and kind of look internally to them. And uh, yellow is a different color and yellow is kind of goes back to the old school Jedi, the, the, the guardian Jedi. Um, And I think maybe this uh, is almost like a reset button to where Ray is going to be this new breed of Jedi. Um, They don't say as much, but I think visually it's there.
1: Well, it goes back to all the, the ancient, uh, the writings and everything that, you know, the Jedi have got completely away from because there was no longer these mystics. Yeah, that were you know i wouldn't say they were fortune tellers but right. they were out there and they were kind of reading the force they knew kind of the ebbs and flows of the force so they were kind of the Yodas but just a little more powerful and they weren't they weren't able to be persuaded one way or the other they were there and they did what they did uh but that would go yeah. back down to those years 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 and that was like hundreds of thousands of years before we knew anything about you know the star wars the galaxy but i mean what's what's your overall i mean say we have all nine movies now yeah. What is your overall like thought of it? So right now like we still have Rise of Skywalker fresh in our brain. Yeah. If you take if you take a step back and you look at the nine movies as as a whole, what is your thought of it? Or is it successful? Is it a is, is it not as much as we thought it was? Do you think it lived up to what George Lucas actually his original vision was or uh are we just kind of on cloud nine we loved every minute of it?
0: Well, that's—I mean—that's a loaded question. I don't—I don't know if this new, these new movies lived up to what George's uh, vision was. But at the same time, I mean, he—he he sold it off, right? I mean, he had a bad taste in his mouth from the reaction, like we were talking about earlier—the reaction of the prequels and how folks kind of uh, took those movies in um me personally i mean i'm a star wars guy and you put a star wars movie in a theater and i'm gonna go see it <laughs> uh so how do i feel about these nine movies like uh, the skywalker saga I'm, I'm still a fan i'm as much of a fan of it now as i was back when i was you know uh 14 years old and and the the original trilogy was coming out in the special editions like every time something new star wars comes out i'm still pumped um and uh you know i I think the the future is bright for for things post episode nine for sure
1: yeah i mean i'm kind of right there with you i step back and i watch them and like we were saying earlier i mean we did not we were all met that that not so much fun train yeah the episode one through three came out watching them through a kid's eyes with, with zach and everything uh i enjoy them a lot more now than i would now they are some of the acting's a little clunky but they've always been clunky (laughs) (laughs) yeah but the story itself isn't bad i mean it 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 basically tells us what we're looking to do and then you know four through six i mean it's that is what it is it's a classic and i'm gonna probably wind up putting these three there as well i mean i I think as a whole the story is complete uh i watched the last jedi before i went and seen rise of skywalker
0: yeah
1: and that was the first time i watched it in a little while and I actually found myself enjoying it a lot more that time after I found myself completely disconnected from it. Yeah. Going in, I didn't have the expectations anymore, and I sat down and watched it and just enjoyed it for what it is. If you can sit down and enjoy a movie for what it is, forget all expectations, and just watch the movie, you're going to enjoy them. It's a problem with society, fandom, all that, because... We all go in there with, I mean, we're so pumped. We want to see these movies. We want to see something we're going to love and, you know, watch five, six, seven times. Right. And it's not always going to be the case. And, and now times nowadays, you don't have time to do that. you got to go ahead, enjoy it for what it is, and let it sit. And then once it's baking a little while, go back to it, watch it again. And I bet you you're going to pick up on things you didn't catch the first time, and you're going to enjoy it more. And it, it's going to be one of those things over time. It's going to be more and more enjoy enjoyable to watch.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, we've talked a, a lot about Ray here. Um, I mean, going forward, like I said, I think she's going to be a great character. I, I hope there's there're going to be some uh, future stories kind of showing her as this uh, you know this new Jedi and and what she does with that responsibility. And I think honestly, if you look at the way little girls look up to Ray. You know, I see videos of like you know little girls looking at Ray down in uh, like Disneyland and Disney World, and just the wonder in their eyes. I that's got to be the same feeling that little boys had in you know 1978 with Luke Skywalker. I mean, it's the same exact thing. So in that, I think it's a complete success.
1: Oh, absolutely. So I mean, where do we where do we go from here with this? So I mean, there's a lot of books out there. I mean, actually, uh, one of our listeners, Jimmy, uh, went ahead and actually messaged us. You know. Friday evening or maybe Friday evening or Saturday morning is when I I finally seen it. Uh, but his daughter is interested. It's like where where do we start with the books? I mean there's a lot out there, there's a lot of you know things you can watch and it depends on really on what you where you are in the the Star Wars canon outside of the movies. Yeah, because, that's a big timeline. That's a- <laughs> Yeah. There, there's a there's a lot there. I mean there's a lot there's a uh, there's a about three Light
0: generations. Book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So I mean I went ahead and for him, I re- I basically recommended uh, Princess Leia, and uh, an Ald- I said Leia, an Alderaan princess. Yeah. And uh, basically, it just tells you know the story right before when the original rebellion was going to happen. All of a sudden, you know, her parents aren't paying attention to her, but she's got to go through her things to become a princess, and it, it just shows the workings behind the scenes that she wasn't even really privy to until she showed everyone that she was able to go ahead and you know bear bar that you know that actual responsibility and and they were doing it to protect her but i mean that's that's a really good spot spot to start uh but i mean there's a couple more if, if, if you guys if anyone's watched the clone war series i mean there's a few characters in that series by itself that uh, have grown legs outside and uh turned into pretty good books and i mean one of them is called dark disciple where they're following a uh I wouldn't say a rogue Jedi, but a Jedi that doesn't walk the path of, say, Yoda or Obi-Wan. Yeah. He, he's more of one of the uh, ones that's more of a, a Qui-Gon Jin. He, he questions things. He doesn't just take it uh, as status quo. Uh, and It's, it's Quinlan Voss. And then he actually teams up with Asajj Ventress, who was actually originally an apprentice on the dark side. And she kind of falls out of uh, a favor with uh, Count Dooku. So she falls out, becomes a bounty hunter, and then there's two lines actually cross to go ahead, and they're in and their—I forget the exact plot of the book, and what you uh, know down the lines, but that—that's a really good one. Uh, I would say one other one from the from the actual Clone Wars series is Ahsoka, and she is actually she has grown uh, in quite you know popular between yeah. that and Rebels, but uh, yeah, her her basically her origin story is within. Clone Wars, and then it shows once she walks away from, you know, the Jedi Council, and she has her own story, and then she pops back up after that happens within Rebels. So, uh, they're just a couple of my recommendations for anyone that's younger uh, that would you know enjoy a good book.
0: Yeah, there are plenty of comics out there as well. Uh, Marvel kind of took over publishing duties um, after Disney bought you know, the Star Wars license. Um, and there are, I mean, pretty much everything comic book-wise that they've been putting out is is really great. Uh, I, I would probably recommend just the, the Star Wars title. It's just simply called Star Wars, and it's the kind of continuing story of Luke, Han, and Leia after A New Hope, um, in between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And uh, it was a really good, I think it's out in the collection now, you can per, uh, purchase it. Um, and they're starting the title up again, this time in the time period between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Um, so if you're a fan of the original trilogy, there's some really good stuff there in the comics.
1: Yeah, there's that. I mean, there's a, there's quite a bit out there. I mean, I mean, we've. I know you actually got me on these books. It's, I think you were actually the one that set me down this rabbit hole of Star Wars books, but the Aftermath series. Yeah. Uh, is a really good one. It basically tells you all everything that happened after the Battle of Endor, and uh, this kind of will give you a little bit of feeling about how we kind of foreseen uh, Palpatine coming back. Because there's a, there's a there's a lot in that that, you know, that goes that way. But uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of really really good material out there. And, and if you don't have time to sit down and read a book, and you do it, you know, you're driving around. I mean, I don't know a- everyone. Audible. Care. Yeah, Audible. Go ahead and. Uh, an audible account is downloading you know one book and that one book is going to take you a while i mean these books aren't short definitely audible wise it's gonna it's gonna be about a 12 hour you know investment
0: yeah hey we're not even sponsored by audible maybe one day we'll be one of those podcasts that are but uh free advertising in the middle of it and say hey (laughs) (laughs) go get you an audible book that's what i've done for most of these Uh, and that's what i did for the aftermath trilogy really good Uh, i mean it's funny that that time frame um after return of the jedi i mean mandalorian is doing it um the aftermath uh, books that's where they take place in uh battlefront 2 that takes place directly after um return of the jedi and the second death star falling uh you learn about operation cinder and uh palpatine kind of having his you know contingency plan if he were to die i mean all that stuff is great and it leads right into this uh new trilogy
1: yeah, so I we have all of that. What I really want to see going forward, though, is just kind of thinking about this. Let's almost leave this whole time frame and let's jump way in the future. Yeah. Let's go a thousand, two thousand years, you know, forward where all this has happened. Is actually, it's becoming ancient, you know, Jedi text again. It's so a more, some more text for whoever or whatever, you know, the the belief is now. If it's if it's no longer Jedi. If it's no longer Sith, if it's uh, whatever it may be, whoever, you know, those users of those sides of the Force are. And, you know, I think you always have to use one on both sides. You always got to have a good guy and always got to have a bad guy. I mean, that's just a a formula that has worked for so long. I don't think they're really going to ever get away from that, per se. But you got to find a new big baddie. And that's hard for Star Wars because... Palpatine, he's he's the bar, and well, I don't they know keep going
0: he... back to that well, don't they? <laughs> yeah, you you can't you gotta somehow out outdo him. Yeah, I mean, like Chris is saying, there's a ton of stuff out there. I, I know I mentioned Battlefront 2 uh, earlier, but I mean they're they're really releasing some quality Star Wars games out too. I just finished through uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, on the PlayStation 4, uh, that I played it, it's uh, you're following a Jedi, Cal Kestis, um, after Order 66, and it's the story of him kind of in hiding, and he uh, partners up with with an ex Jedi master, and uh, to try to find a list of names, a Jedi holocron that has a list of names of Force sensitive folks uh that the empire itself is trying to get its hands on so um you know once again just the story of a small uh crew in a ship going from planet to planet trying to you know take one from the empire it's it's good stuff and it's classic and you can redo that formula and still have a ton of fun you know doing it it's a a really great story once again you, you get to know characters that you really start caring about and you get to swing a lightsaber around you know you're a character that's a push some stormtroopers right off balconies which uh, i could do all day long
1: <laughs> i wish i was able to i was watching it on youtube some guy play it, and uh that was uh that was fun watching him just walk up to him and throw his hand up and then all of a sudden these guys are flying off the balcony and yeah you know, he was kind of walk over and look down like hey
0: <laughs> yeah i mean so the future is bright for star wars as a whole i know they're working on new movies like you're saying, I, I think these new movies, they, they have to get away from the Skywalker saga, considering they are making Episode Nine such a definitive endpoint for the Skywalker saga. Um, my feeling is, down the line, new movies are going to take place either in the distant past or the distant future. Uh, maybe something where, where Rey has kind of started, a, maybe not a new order of Jedi, but maybe a new order of just more Force users that see shades of gray and... and you know things aren't so light and dark. Um, I think that would be really interesting. Um, but yeah, the, I mean the the possibilities are endless in the Star Wars galaxy, and, and we're in store for a ton of great content to come.
1: I think they need to give it time to breathe, though. I don't think we should see another movie in the theater for a while. Uh, yeah, and I mean,
0: we're, we're yeah, and we're not going to. That's already been said. I mean they're working on things. There's there are things that are being written that are in pre-production, but we're not going to see another Star Wars movie for at least another four or five years.
1: I mean, honestly, I think it should go longer than that. I mean, give us, give us content that is book related. It's cartoon related. If it's a, or just like a normal TV show related, uh, give us that stuff and let the movie stuff develop itself. Yeah. Give it, give it time. Don't, don't rush into anything. Knowing that you know you put it out there, you're going to have another two hundred million dollar box office hit the first weekend. Don't be worried about the money so much because the money is going to be there, and even more money is going to be there. If you really give us something well thought out and planned and uh, that's that's just kind of my thought on it. but I would see it regardless if it's out next week or you know 10 years from now.
0: No, you're right. and they have announced that they're making uh, the, the television side of things their their main focus going forward i mean people are are people love the mandalorian and they're as excited about the new obi-wan series as they are about anything else that's ever come out star wars related um to to watch Ewan mcgregor be uh, obi-wan again so um you know we're gonna see we're having a lot of great content on disney plus coming up in the next few years but it'll be a while since before we see a, another movie
1: then that's probably a probably a good thing here but um i, I think we're, we're i mean we pretty much talked that out what do you think
0: yeah, I mean, God, you and I can talk Star Wars all day long. I mean, there's even just a ton more stuff that we could talk about, uh, Episode nine itself. But overall, Chris and I really enjoyed it. We thought the sequel trilogy was, um, I mean, totally worth it. I mean, l- let's be real here. Disney bought the property, and they wanted to pump out some movies. That being said, they could have turned out way worse. I mean, they they cast people. They created new characters that are really endearing, um, and I think the the biggest um I think the biggest complaint that people have is that they want to spend more time with these characters and they they felt as though you know some of the movies they introduced ideas that uh, they couldn't really flesh out in that two and a half hour span um but uh you know that's the great part of the the world we're living in now it's it's full of media and it's full of outlets to see more of that stuff whether it be comics movies tv shows or or video games so um you know if you're wanting to see how exactly palpatine came back after return of the jedi if you're wanting to see what ray exactly does going forward with her yellow lightsaber i I guarantee you those stories are coming
1: (laughs) the story about ray is coming and it's probably going to be. I'd almost, I'd love to see it like a three book series. Give us what she's doing. I'll give us fast forward. You know, a good ten years. Let her kind of figure out herself yeah. where this is now because now Leia's gone, so she's kind of there. Now we don't know how much interaction she's going to have with Chewie or she's going to have with Poe or Finn. Uh, they're just some of the interactions that we didn't we didn't get a lot of, but because they put a lot of other stuff in. But uh, let us see where she goes with it. Where does she go back? To the planet she came from does she go back to Jakku uh, to kind of get some you know actual closure there because she went to Tatooine there's no real closure in Tatooine for her that was all for Luke right so she really doesn't have closure she still has as those, those open wounds of you know her parent finding out about her parents finding out you know uh Ren coming back and Ben and Ben dying. But yeah, there, there's a lot There's a lot there that they can really, really kind of get into with her by itself. Now, I, honestly, to be, to be completely straight with you, when we first found out about her, I was wishy-washy. I mean, I wasn't all in. Uh, I kind of got a little more all in when it was Last Jedi uh, about her character. And then I really enjoyed her character here in this one here. So uh, she's definitely a character that grew on me. And uh, as soon as they put a book out about her, I would absolutely be uh, downloading it listening to it. But, uh, down- it was- speaking of downloading and listening, this, we are finishing up our, what, 50- fifth month of this here, roughly, of our of our podcast here, and, uh, it really, we wouldn't be doing this or being, really continue doing this if we didn't have no downloads. If we had, like, four or five downloads every show, I think, uh, Sean and I would have been like, you know, uh, this was, uh, this was fun, <laughs> but, uh, we're not going to put any more commitment into this. Yeah. But, uh, you guys have been downloading, you guys are listening, you guys are spreading it on to other, from other people, so, uh. Thank you. I mean, it, I mean, the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. This has been fun. We're going to continue doing this, continue putting a lot out there on Facebook as well. I'm, I'm active. You guys know. And if you don't know by now, I'm going to start paying for things and spreading it on your, on your page if you like it or not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, Merry Christmas to you guys. Happy New Year. 2020 is on the way, and uh, we're going to keep... Uh, We're going to keep rolling along into 2020. Uh, We certainly appreciate you guys being along for the ride so far. Um, With the holidays, we're going to take a week or two off. Uh, I know Chris will be traveling a little bit with his new job. Um, But, uh, yeah, in the meantime, listen to our old episodes. Give us some more downloads, dang it. And email us at sean at dadnerock.com and chris at com. Of course, we'll be active on Facebook still. So, uh, you know, comment, uh, like, subscribe, and, uh, you know, we'll be back with a vengeance in 2020.
1: Yeah. There's a bunch of fun things coming with a whole new, uh, streaming things happening. So, and you know, Disney is always going to keep us, you know, keep us up to date with content. So, uh, if there's anything you guys want to hear, anything you guys are doing, anything that you can think of that when, you know, you may want to hear when we start back up or continue going outside of the Mandalorian, is there another show coming up? Is there something that you enjoy listening to, uh, or watching, I should say that you want to hear, you know, our opinions on, uh, let us know. I mean, we're looking for the next one. Cause I know, uh, both of them, Sean and myself, have enjoyed doing this extra little uh, Mando cast here. So we got to find something that we can continue that you guys will enjoy listening to as well. Uh, the Dad and Rock Podcast is signing off for 2019. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's crazy to say. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's, guys. See ya.